tell me a little bit about your your relationship with uh, with Lebo. Um, I think it's it's more of a little brother big brother relationship. Yeah. Uh, because he's quite younger than me. Um, yeah. I don't know why he looks up to me, but uh, he does, uh, which is, is for me it's heartfelt. You know, it's touching because he's an exceptional player and he's proven it. You know, from a national team level, playing in Lille, uh, from Lille to Strasbourg now, and he's been doing really, really well. And uh, for me, uh, you know, to get to have a friend like that playing in the same league as well, it's it's an honor. You know, it's it's, it's it goes deeper than just a friendship, because it feels like he's my little brother. So that's the good part about it. So I know you just told me, but remind remind us how how you guys met, please. Uh, well, the first time we met actually was in the under twenty three. Uh, national team. Uh, we went to Tunisia, and that was his first call-up. So he was new in the setup, and uh, I know how it is as uh, a player playing in Europe, coming back to Africa to the selection. It's tough because uh, everybody speaks South African languages, and they know each other from the leagues as well. So I was, I think there were two of us from Europe. So I took him under my wing, and I said uh, I can help in a sense because I've been playing in Denmark for the past four years, and. I know the culture, it's tough playing in Europe, uh, it's not easy for you to make it. When you come back to the national team as well, you may have a lot of critique as well if you don't get the results. So uh, he listened, uh, he's a good listener. And uh, from there he flourished, he did well. And um, the second call-up was against Brazil. And we called up again together and uh, he did the same thing. And from there I think uh, we kept our friendship until I came back, uh, I came to France through his manager, of which he introduced me to. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, he played a big part of, of me coming here, so I'd like to thank him for that first. Uh, but um, for him being a listener and a, and a boy who's focused on his, his craft, I think uh, that's what also attracted me to him. So who's Lebinho and who's Lebetelli? Lebinho is the one that you're talking to right now. <laughs> He's the one with a little bit of flair. Uh, when I was in Denmark, uh, I played I think one of my best uh, football there. You know, I did everything that I wanted to, to do on the pitch. I had the confidence from my teammates, from the coach, from the supporters. So uh, I was very confident in, in my game. I was very confident in my lifestyle as well. So I was free. And when I came here, it was a bit tough uh, <coughs> through the language, the culture, that whole barrier that you have to transition from. But uh, I think slowly but surely I'm getting back to that form. And uh, once it gets there, Lebinho will be back again. And why Lebotelli for him then? He doesn't strike me as Mario <laughs> He calls himself Lebotelli because he likes the, the profile of Mario Bolotelli, you know, uh, and the striking force, the power behind everything that he does, every action that he puts in games. So uh, he called himself that um, through the profile of Mario Bolotelli. And uh, since then, the name stuck with him. And in the national team as well, we, we actually call it Balotelli, you know, <laughs> so we're like, yeah. Does it make it more special that you're, you're playing your mate in what's your first major final in, in your club career? Yeah, uh, for me it's, before that, I think it's more special to me because uh, in Denmark I uh, actually reached the cup final, but not to play because uh, in the semi-finals, <laughs> the last minute of the game I got a red card. So I couldn't play the final and it was heartbreaking because it was my last season as well with the club. Uh, so this one is something special for me because I feel uh, it's a little bit of redemption for me.
uh, I need to to get a chance to play, work my ass off to to get a, a spot in the team, whether it's a, a starter or a substitute, it doesn't matter. But uh, it's something that I've been longing for for some, some time now, and uh, it's really really important. But uh, again, playing against uh, a fellow South African, but more than that, a brother, a friend, it's more important to the both of us uh, because regardless of what happens in the final, one of us is going to get to lift the trophy and uh, we're preparing to be happy for the other one. That's nice, man. Friendship goes beyond. Yeah. I hear also you're, you're flying your whole family over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the first time they're all coming. Uh, for me, it's important. I revolve my whole life around my family. I'm a family person. So whatever that goes on in my life, whether good or bad, uh, they are the first people to be informed. So I felt this is a special moment in my life and uh, they need to get first preference in terms of people that are going to come and see me and, and chant my name. And uh, every time my family is here, I give, I give my all. I give my all. Uh, for the past uh, month or so, my mom was here. And in that month, I just told myself, you know what, Lebo, just keep your feet on the ground, keep humble, but work so hard because you need to prove to your mom that hey, you're not here because people like you, you're not here because people think you're the best or whatever they may think about South African players, you're here because you deserve it. You worked hard for it, but uh, it doesn't end there. You need to keep working hard. So she's one person that I always try to prove myself to. And I think it's worked because I've been getting my chances to play late. This final must also be a, a pretty Obviously, things have picked up a bit, but a quite a welcome distraction for, for you as players from the, the difficult grind of battling relegation. Yeah, it's, it's really tough. But uh, we, at this point, I mean, we've, the last game we played was when? January. So we had quite some time to, you know, to think about playing in, in, in the final and, and let that be aside and uh, try to get some results in the league, of which we've been, I think, doing exceptionally well in terms of the way that we started the season and that's been going well but now it's all focused on the final uh, it's the last two weeks of preparation and uh, everybody's ready everybody's focused uh, we're taking each day as it comes we don't want to play the final before so uh, it's an important period for everybody to to have their heads right their fitness levels on on, on par and um, everything else uh, we let for the final it's a nice moment for you personally as well, because obviously, as I said, you'd like struggled to get in the team on a regular basis for some yeah. time under the previous coach, and then that semi-final in the snow, you're used to that from Denmark, but yeah. you took the first penalty, and for me that was quite a, a symbol of a newfound confidence in this team. Is that how you felt it? Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, that's true. Uh, in terms of uh, confidence, uh, it's something that you build over time, and I feel uh, with the new uh, coaching team that we have uh, they came and they showed confidence in me the first game they started me against uh, Hans and uh, I think I, I did enough uh, to prove to them that uh, if they need me I'm here so uh, yeah throughout uh, they gave me more opportunities to play and uh, with that being said gradually my confidence came up a little bit and a bit and uh, as you said I took my first penalty in the club and of course uh, for me uh, as much as I scored and we won and it was an emotional period for me because I felt okay now I've opened uh, my scoring sheet 
So I have more to bring to the club and uh, I'm confident enough to, uh, to take such risks uh, if needed. And uh, it also proves to everybody else that uh, you can rely on the player that I am. So that was a big moment for you in, in your career and a big moment obviously for the club in the season getting past Monaco. Yeah. Big PSG on the way as well. Yeah. There's quite some introduction, well you were here last year, but quite steady introduction to French football beating yeah. those two on the way to a cup final. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's something awesome to bag as a player. Uh, getting the opportunity to say, hey, I once played in, in such a tournament and uh, along the way I got to eliminate great teams which have great players, big value players in the world of football. And uh, here am I now, about to play the final. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. And I think it also helps uh, my national team as well. Uh, because uh, as South Africans, we don't get to play in major tournaments such as these abroad and uh, I'm here to represent such as Lebo as well so it's, it's a big plus for us. How does that feel for you coming from Denmark and then lining up with Fabregas directly in front of you with uh, Di Maria? <laughs> yeah. uh, at first uh, to be honest because um, when I came from Denmark I played uh, with one or two three household names but uh, when I arrived here there was more than just one or two or three, you know, it's like a, a whole house full of them. And it was, it was amazing. I mean, Neymar's first game and, 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 and Gango and Hudu it was, it was awesome. Everybody was there, the whole world was watching. And I got to be a part of that, even though it was the last few minutes of the game. But I felt, you know what, I've made it in a sense, you know, this is something that I can check off my list. Uh, I got the chance to play against Wesley Schneider, a person that I was the ball boy for in the 2010 World Cup. You know, I was in front of him playing against him 90 minutes of play and I felt, wow, okay. Was that at Nice last at year? At Nice. Yeah. So uh, there are certain things that I've checked off my list and I think I've grown to be something that I can be proud of as well. And we touched on that big penalty you scored for, for Gango in the semi-final. You've got previous of scoring big goals for clubs as well, I think. Yeah. One that saved Bromley. Uh, yeah, that was, that was the most emotional uh, part of football that I've played so far. Saving the club from relegation, uh, it was a difficult match. Uh, I scored in the 94th minute. I think 10 minutes prior to that, I missed a big chance. I wish I could have tried to do better by passing a teammate, but chose to try to take all the glory. Uh, but I still stuck my head into the game and, uh, and worked and, and got the opportunity to save the club. It was awesome, it was great. Uh, you know, that winning feeling, you know, that feeling of people showing appreciation to you as a player. Um, I've had that ever since. So when I came here, I knew it was going to be tough, I knew it was going to be hard. Uh, there's certain things that I have to overcome, such as the culture, the language and, and everything else that comes with football. But I think I have something personally that I bag that keeps me going forward. Do these guys know that you've saved a club from relegation? Some of them do, some of them don't. <laughs> uh, it's something that I don't brag about, you know. I'm like, just look it up, you'll see it one day. Good man. And you've got a bit of Europe, uh, Europa League experience yeah. with Bromby as well, and yeah. this could happen again if you win this final. That must be something of a dream. I know it was for your mate Labour Motiba. Sure. Uh, talking about Europa League, it's, it's a crazy stage for footballers. 
Uh, I was lucky enough to play it at the age of 19, 20, 21. So I was very inexperienced in terms of uh, international football, as I call it. Um, yeah, twice of the three occasions we lost in the last qualifying round. Uh, it was a bummer. It was tough for us, you know. Uh, it's very hard in the mind. Uh, at one point, uh, I wasn't let go to go to the Olympics because I had to try help the team qualify for the group stages of Europa. So with that being said, all that experience that I've bagged from Europa is something that I also come with uh, to the club. As much as uh, people don't know that I'm quite uh, international in a sense, uh, there are certain things that I, uh, I, I can bring to the club and to, to the team as well. High pressure games, I've played so many of those and uh, as little as I am, I think I bag a lot of impact in the team. Coming back to, to France and Gaga, obviously you're from Joburg, you're from Copenhagen, big places. This yeah. must have been a bit of a shock. I know you've said that before, but I heard you, you when you first arrived in Denmark, you lived with a, a host family. Yeah. What's, what's the setup here for you? How have you managed to integrate yourself? Uh, well, here, funny enough, uh, I came and I stayed alone. Uh, I got a house here. First time actually staying alone in a big house. and. Uh, yeah, it's tough from times to times because you have nobody to talk to and uh, when you want to talk to people, uh, of course, they, they speak French more than they can find words in English and it's, it's, it's tough for me to, to communicate and, and let you know how exactly how I feel or to what extent I'm trying to say something. But I feel uh, I came to a family. Uh, Gangos is a place of family. The players are really open to, to learning. Uh, as well as I am as well. Uh, so I've integrated really well in terms of the structure as well. So for me, it hasn't been that difficult uh, to climatize with everything that has been happening here. Uh, I think that's due to the fact that I was 18 when I moved to Denmark. And that was, that was a big step for me to take. So when I came here, I knew all the difficulties that I had to overcome and I was ready for them. You touched on that briefly saying this is a family club I've been here a number of times there is something quite unique about this club in in France I don't know if you've already been made aware of that mm -hmm. I know the players feel it some have told me that before it means a lot to them especially being in finals we saw that with Paul Luca this weekend yeah, yeah. Have, have you felt that yourself yeah, I felt it uh, because also uh, Bromby is the same you know we have this whole family unit in terms of the supporters you know, merging with the players and the club as well. Everything is so close to each other. It feels more authentic. Uh, everybody's giving an arm's length for, for everybody else. So it's, it's, it's quite a special feeling that you have in the club. To be honest, it's something that you cannot explain uh, because uh, you need to be in it to understand it, to feel it, and then for you to, to be able to explain <laughs> how it is. And we spoke as well about Jocelyn Gourvenet coming back in, how that's helped you for your career. You're, you're playing a lot more. What do, you, do, you, do you owe him something or is that something you felt you were deserving anyway through your work? Well, uh, prior to him coming, I wasn't playing a lot. Uh, I had a, a game against Saint-Étienne and then I got injured for five to six weeks, came back and had a few starts. And from there, I was totally out of the squad. Um, understood the situation. I'm a player, I understand every situation that comes my way. I just need to stay focused on, on, on the next step. And uh, when Dawson came, uh, of course, we had, we had a talk. 
and uh, he was confident enough in, 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 in the player that I was. Uh, he was honest enough to also tell me what he had expected from me and uh, what he expects from now on. Uh, he gave me that opportunity uh, to stay and uh, work with me. He told me that uh, when he came I wasn't on the level, the League One level as yet and he's willing to work with me to, to, to get to that level and once that level comes and then only then we can start talking about game time. So I took that positively, of course, and I, I worked hard. I worked too, too hard uh, to, to, to get a place in the team. Uh, and for me, a place in the team is on the bench. That's, that's a good start. Uh, but when you get the chance to, to become a starter, you have to show, you have to prove to people that, hey, we're well deserving of this. So it's never a mindset of me thinking that uh, Eventually, I'll get my chance because I'm deserving of it. I'll always keep working hard, and once I get that chance, I'm going to take it with both hands and, and make sure that I don't let it slip. Also, the team's conceding less now, and results yeah. being, you know, grabbing points here and there, and that important win off the bottom of the table for the first time since August. Yeah. There's, there's little things that are showing that it's working well with you in the side and mm. as I say not conceding I know you're not a defender yeah. but you're that shield yeah, so you yeah. must feel that you must feel yeah. good about that yeah uh, it's, it's you're right it's been working really well uh, I think our <laughs> athletic status is has grown over the past few months and uh, me playing a big part of that shield as you say uh, with my center backs as well the communication level is on a really really high right now and uh, they have the confidence in me in terms of being that you know person in the middle who's going to help win some balls, who's going to help try the team play. And I think I've been trying my level best to, to, to give them uh, the opportunities as well to rest, you know, in terms of the defensive work as well. Because um, there's a lot of kilometers that I, I put in, into my game and there's a lot of position as well that I put into the game. So uh, it's a win-win situation. We defend less and we have more of the ball. Is it unfair for me to say you need to be meaner? No, no, I've been told a lot, I've been told a lot, but uh, I'm a very relaxed person, I'm calm uh, in every situation that I come across, I'm a very calm person, uh, I like to give back to people, uh, regardless of whatever I get back as well, it, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, my mom once told me, uh, kill people with kindness, and uh, that's how I live my life. That's nice, I like that. Um, it, would it be fair to compare the way you play, the way you approach football, to the guy that plays that role in the French team currently, N'Golo Kante? Well, I think those are big shoes to fill at this very moment. You know, uh, I'm at the beginning of, as I said, Le Bignon to come, because once upon a time I feel I was the player that I wanted to be. So at this moment, I, I need to work extensively hard to get to his level because he's he's a machine. He's he's out of this world. He's something unexplainable, you know, in the world of football. Uh, he deserves all the credit that he gets and that he doesn't because he's an awesome, amazing player. You know, he keeps his mouth shut. He's a kind person. He's so calm. He's I've never seen him frustrated. I've never seen him belt out some words to players. You know, he's just doing every little job that others are deciding to do. So uh, I base my, my football, my role around his performances and uh, I learn a lot from him. And I can see as well, he's also starting to be really, really offensive in his play.
so I'm taking I'm taking some checks from him and um, hopefully I can I can pick up in my game as well. What would you say your best performance so far in the game on Shirtis? Best performance? I don't know. Because uh, in terms of best performance, we need to check uh, my position and uh, it would require my defensive skills to be on a really, really high, of which I think in Angers, I, I did a really good numbers game in terms of my defensive work. But in Dijon, uh, Dijon, I played a... I played a game that I feel this is the game that I want to play. You know, I'm defensively working hard, but my offensive actions as well come with a lot of speed. They come with a lot of technique. It's something that it excites me. It gives me that adrenaline to to play throughout the 90 minutes and even more, because as you can see, I have offensive actions in the 92nd minute, but I have defensive actions running back 16 meters to to cover my space again. So when I'm feeling that I'm on that kind of performances. Uh, I'm unattainable, I'm unstoppable. That digital this weekend, yeah. yeah? Yeah. One of the best African players ever made his name here. Mm -hmm. Did you know that before coming? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. Uh, actually, my manager told me. Uh, he bolted out some names, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. Good steps to follow. And as for other South Africans in Uganda, we've spoken about. Yeah. Lebo, how did you get on with uh, Bongani, Zungu and Keegan Dolly? Bongani and, and Keegan, those are my friends as well. Uh, much older than Lebo. Uh, so we have a different relationship in terms of us being boys. Boys are always boys. Uh, we're not so close as uh, Lebo and I, but uh, we're really good friends. Uh, actually, before coming as well, I also spoke to Keegan about uh, Kango. And I asked him, hey, what do you think about this club? That's interested me and he told me, wow, bro, this is a team for you because they play football. They play good football, you know, uh, it will suit you well. Uh, have a good stadium as well, good supporters. So it's something that would interest you if you, you'd like to come to the French football. And uh, also Zungu, when he was coming to France, he, he let me know, hey, there's a club that has interest, what do you think? And, uh, like, all right. Uh, it could be interesting for you. Uh, of course, it's a bigger league than the Portuguese league, and uh, for you to to progress in football and uh, in life as well as a player, you need to take such opportunities, regardless of where you have to go to make your name. But just go there and make it. So we have a good relationship. Uh, us as South Africans, we're a unit. Wherever we go, and uh, there's someone else that's there, we make sure that we all feel at home, away from home. So obviously having more South Africans in the top European leagues can only help your chances of qualifying for 2022. Exactly, you can only help uh, the national team uh, and it's that's the case right now because a lot of players are playing in Europe, uh, Portuguese league, Danish league, uh, England and Holland as well. So we just need to start getting players to Spain, uh, you know, so it can also enhance our technical abilities, uh, playing tight spaces uh, because we're a very small structured country. So we need to, to help our technical level to get on a really, really high uh, for us to, to start qualifying for prestigious tournaments such as the World Cup, such as the Confederations Cup Olympics and all these tournaments that are great. One last question. Your nickname is General Period. From Level. Yeah. Yeah, Le Level gave me that. He gave me that nickname. He calls me General because uh, he likes the way that I control the game. Uh, he says, 
whenever I'm playing the game plays to my tempo, to my rhythm, you know, uh, and he likes the way that I run, apparently. He says, uh, your chest is always out, you know, you like the general, the patron. I'm like, uh, yeah, thank you very much, but uh, it's a name that bags a lot. So for me to be the general, I have to do crazy things uh, to reach that level. Because there's one person that I look up to, he plays in Brentford, Kamakhelo Makocho, and he's our general. So once you give me that nickname, I have a lot of things to do to get to them.